beautiful. Have you heard of the restitution letter? What actually is it? Is it a part of your recovery? Should you have one? Is this something that can actually aid to move you forward to reconciliation in your relationship? Well, today we're actually finishing up a three-part little series where I talked about the full therapeutic disclosure, the impact letter, and today we're going to talk about the third component and that is the restitution letter. So stay tuned. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. I hope you have gained a little bit of clarity on the process of full therapeutic disclosure, the impact letter. If you haven't listened to those episodes, I've linked them below in the show notes. Make sure to do that because it will make so much sense about the restitution letter that we're going to talk about today. Today is going to give you clarity and I can't wait to dive in. And I kind of want to start it off by letting you know uh, there was a gentleman, there is a gentleman, I should say. His name is Terry Cruz. He's known as the America's Got Talent host. He's also a NF, former NFL player. He and his wife, Rebecca Cruz, wrote a book called Stronger Together, where they shared their journey of betrayal and recovery. It was very raw, it was very real. And in it, he shares a story about when he received a parking ticket. He had gone somewhere parked his car, fed the meter, but he came back and the parking attendant was actually writing out a ticket for him because, of course, his uh, his dime expired, so to speak. And so he was getting ready to go and feed the meter. Well, she wrote the ticket, placed it on his car, and he went over and he was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, I, I realized that I was a little bit late, but I just fed the meter all's okay, all's well that ends well. And she looked at him and she said, oh great, well I forgive you, here's your ticket. And he stood there stunned 
for a little bit because in his mind he thought, wait a minute, I made it right. I don't I don't understand what's going on here. Well, lo and behold, after he had some self-reflection, he recognized that he had taken something from the state. In other words, he allowed the time period where he parked his car to expire. Thus, his car was actually sitting in a spot illegally and it wasn't being paid for. So he actually took something from the state. He actually stole. Now, some of y'all might not agree with that, but hang tight, okay? He actually took something from the state and he realized, wow, um, I've got to pay for that. There is a consequence to this and I have to pay for that. I have to pay back what was taken. That leads me into today's broadcast on the restitution letter. You see, beautiful, when you've been betrayed, you've actually had something stolen from you. Now, I can hear many of you in the background going, hallelujah, she gets me, she sees me, she understands. Yes and amen, I sure do. You, you've had something stolen from you. Many things actually have been taken from you. And an apology, while yes, we want to hear it, it's just not enough. Is it beautiful? There needs to be something called restitution that comes into play. Now, let me say that an apology and restitution are two different things. Both are vitally important. They are essential in the recovery process. But just saying I'm sorry doesn't make it better, does it? No. So which one is actually needed? Well, I believe both are actually needed. So let's first address, before we get into the restitution, let's first address the apology, right? So what does the apology look like? The apology that you should be receiving, it includes an I'm sorry, but does it just include an I'm sorry? No, it doesn't. Just saying I'm sorry is not enough. And I hope those of you who are listening, who are the betrayer, heard me loud and clear. Just saying the words I'm sorry for having an affair or I'm sorry for my pornography addiction, that's not enough. Acknowledging what you did specifically is key to the apology. When you come in and you say, I am so sorry for actually having an affair with so-and-so for the last two years. Thus, I led a deceptive life. I lied to you. I hid this from you. And I have wounded you tremendously. That is a true apology because you have been very specific as to what you did. You not only took responsibility for your actions of the affair, but you took responsibility for the impact that you had when you betrayed your spouse. That's a true apology. Now you might ask, well, how many times do I need to apologize? Hear me loud and clear on this. As many times as it takes. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. As many times as it takes. And not just saying, look, I said I was sorry. That's not an apology. And not saying, well, I told you what I was sorry for last time. So I'll just say I'm sorry. Again, not. You need to say the apology as many times times as necessary. So there are no buts in an apology. There are no excuses in an apology. And there are no 
I apologize, but I did it because of so-and-so and so-and-so. That's not an apology. The apology literally consists of this, I apologize, I am so sorry, this is what I did to you, these are the details of what I did to you, and this is the impact it had on you, and I am forever sorry for that. Okay, now that we have the apology out of the way, let's look at the restitution, because again, both are needed. Now, what is restitution? Restitution is paying back what you, the betrayer, actually took. Yes, it's actually paying back what you took. Now, before you kind of go, wait a minute, I, I don't know if I believe that they can take back um, or pay back what they took. Let's talk about it, shall we? So for you, first off, for you, the one who's been betrayed, you need to recognize what is it that you've lost what is it that was actually stolen from you? A couple of examples could be trust, safety, security, your past, your future, maybe your physical health, your emotional and mental health, maybe your dreams, your visions, whatever that is. But you need to recognize, first and foremost, what it is that you have lost because that's a part of your impact letter, which again, was a previous episode. That's the part of your impact letter where you're letting you're letting him know, the betrayer know, what was stolen from you and how it impacted you. That's crucial because that allows the betrayer, your spouse, to now know what he actually stole from you, what he took from you, how it impacted you, what this has done to your life and to you, the betrayer, do you know this? Have you put yourself in their shoes to say, wow, I stole their um, security. I stole their safety. I stole their trust. I stole their dreams. I stole their innocence. These are the things that I stole. You see, in the course of reconciliation, you, the betrayer, the betrayed, I'm sorry, you, the one who's been betrayed, may even need to also come to grips with your own responsibilities of how you need to pay restitution. Now, let me, let me clarify, okay? Hold on tight with me. Because both sides in recovery need to pay some kind of restitution, and I'm going to hit it up front. For you, the one who's been betrayed, in the course of reconciling, in the course of recovery, you may have gotten out of hand. It's natural. We do this, right? You might have gotten into a place of name-calling, belittling, attacking. And in that course, it has really uh, caused some woundedness because of the words that you said that came out of your mouth, right? Now, I know sometimes we sit there and say, well, I said those things because I was wounded, because I was traumatized. I get it, beautiful. I did the same thing. Remember, if those of you who have listened to me long enough, you know, at one point I got so grieved, so angry, so wounded that I actually took my fist and physically beat on my husband's chest while I was screaming at the top of my voice. I got out of hand. And for that I had to look to restitution because it was uncharacteristic and it wasn't right. It, it just isn't right when we physically or verbally abused anyone by name calling, belittling. When someone does us wrong, 
It does not give us the justified right to do something wrong. Scripture tells us not to repay evil with evil. So we don't need to step into that. So these are not okay. So let's get back to it, right? So you, the betrayer, can you actually say what you stole from your spouse? Can you put a name to it? Can you actually quantify it, so to speak? In other words, when you say, okay, I stole your safety, can you quantify that? Can you actually expound upon it? Can you describe the safety that you stole? Let me give you a for instance. When I am gone from home, I understand that that probably makes you feel very uneasy. You don't feel safe anymore because you don't know where I am or who I'm possibly talking to. I stole that from you. Or it could be, I understand when you see me on my phone because of my past behaviors, you probably wonder if I'm texting the other person I had the affair with or if I'm looking at pornography. I stole your safety by doing that. That is recognizing to a deeper extent what you stole. Learning more about what triggers, what thoughts that are the intrusive thoughts your spouse is going through helps you to understand what you took and what needs to be restored. So let me just say this again. Restitution is not just saying, look, I'll never do this again. I'll never cheat on you again. I'll never look at pornography again. I want you to know that's not restitution. It's not just saying those things because this is not complete. Let me play that out for you so you'll understand what I'm saying. If you have your own company and one of your employees messes up, like they cost you a huge deal because of their slip up, they didn't have the right information in front of them, they didn't do their research, thus they lost a huge deal for you that cost your company thousands upon thousands of dollars. What if they came to you and just said, look, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. Would you trust them moving forward? I'd probably say not, right? Of course not. You never would. So what if they came back and they said, look, I recognize that my mistake cost the company thousands of dollars. For that, I am so sorry. And I also recognize I didn't have the proper research. I didn't have the proper information. And so moving forward, I'm going to be accountable by doing the right research, bringing that to you prior so that you can give me an A-OK before I present the information. And I will never do this again. If they came to you and said this, you probably would begin to rebuild trust. You see, it's about repaying what you took and actually expounding on what actually it was that you took. So with a restitution letter, let me just say first and foremost that it is an opportunity for you, the one who is the betrayer, to clarify and validate how your behavior contributed to the losses that your spouse has incurred. How you've offended, how you manipulated, controlled, how you deceived your partner when they were they were really trusting you. It is a response to the impact letter that you have just received and should only be prepared and given after processing that impact letter. This is where you receive it, you go to your therapist or your coach, 
and you sit down and say, okay, help me process this impact letter so I can have empathy, so I can understand, and I can write a restitution letter accordingly. So let's really break down restitution. And I'm going to give you the components of the restitution letter to help you with this. So restitution, what is the definition? It's the restitution or restoration of something lost or stolen to its proper owner. You're actually restoring what was lost or stolen. Now, I know some of you, again, as the betrayed and even the betrayer are probably saying, how could I ever repay what I did? Hold on tight. We're going to get to that. So for those of you who have been betrayed, what is stolen or lost as a result of their sexual betrayal can include any or all of the following emotional, physical, and sexual safety. You know, emotionally, you're distraught right now. So they stole that emotional safety right out from underneath you. Physical safety. You might not feel physically safe lying in bed next to them anymore. It probably brings an upheaval to your life. You can't sleep well. Maybe it's sexual safety. You don't feel safe because of what they've brought into your home and into your own body, maybe through an STD and you, or you don't know if you have an STD, right? So they've stolen that from you. Maybe it's trust, your confidence, self-esteem, connection with them. Maybe it's even now you've lost connection with friends and family because you feel like you can't trust anybody. Maybe it's faith in humanity or fairness. There are many things that could have been stolen from you. And while some of these losses are temporary rather than permanent, all of them have a devastating impact on your life. So an emotional restitution letter, once again, is the opportunity to clarify and validate how the betrayer's behavior has contributed to your losses, how they've offended you. And this is where they get to actually reverse some of the things that they have taken. Now, an emotional restitution is not a time for you, the betrayer, to try to explain your behavior or share how your own personal trauma history contributed to your actions. That's not the time for it. It's also not the time to ask for forgiveness or to even jump into the I'm sorry state, right? It's also not seeking sympathy, empathy, or understanding. There's a time and place for that, but not here. And it's not for highlighting the ways your partner may have participated in your behavior. In other words, blaming them or drawing up excuses for your behavior. This is not the time for that. So I want you to note that an emotional restitution letter should not be completed again or presented to your spouse, the one you betrayed, until after the formal, therape the formal therapeutic disclosure has been taken, the impact letter has been written, and now it's time for you to write the restitution letter. So what in the world is a part of it? What is in this thing? Well, the first part is this. This is where you own your behavior, okay? Now, I know some of you are probably saying, wait a minute, that happened in the full disclosure. They came clean and owned their behavior. I understand that. But once again, you're owning your behavior again because that's part of the restitution. 
So you are actually describing your distorted thinking, the ways you attempted to avoid being found out, um, the ways you were deceptive, the lies, the, the secrets that you hid, right? The, the way that you um, probably hid your phone or, you know, went to certain places so you couldn't be found out. At the time you were engaging in these behaviors, you need to write that out as well. These are things that need to be a part of owning your behavior so that your partner can once again say, okay, I understand you're owning it. You're taking responsibility because you taking responsibility is part of restitution. This is part of actually repaying back what was stolen because you're acknowledging you are responsible for the losses and this is what caused them. It should also include how your behaviors contradicted your relationship commitments, your vows, how they broke your vows, how it was against the biblical covenant of marriage, how you rationalized or minimized your behaviors, either in your own mind or when you spoke directly to your spouse. Specific examples of how you attempted to avoid suspicion, including remaining silent, maybe isolating yourself from your spouse or from family and friends, certain situations so that you wouldn't be found out. How you smoke screened or gaslit or tried to hide the offending behaviors. All of this should be included because once again, it contributed to the losses that your spouse is going through. Now, part two of this restitution letter includes how you confused your partner. Yes, how you confused them. Now, most of you who have been betrayed, you have doubts about whether or not um, your spouse, the one who's unfaithful, loves you. Do they really love me? I know that you've probably asked yourself that a million times. You say, how could he act out and do the things he did and still love me? If he really loved me, he would have never had an affair. Well, in part two of this, uh, this restitution letter, it's an opportunity for you, the betrayer, to acknowledge and validate that you not only understand how your spouse could be confused or doubt your love, but you also recognize how you played a huge part in creating her confusion. The lies, the mixed messages, the secrets, all of these create confusion and they cause her to doubt your love. And you acknowledge that. You acknowledge that by creating this confusion, it caused her to lose trust in herself and trust in others. Part three of the restitution letter should include trust and accountability in the future. Now, this is where, you know, those who have experienced sexual betrayal, they really don't trust themselves anymore. And it's hard for them to trust others. Even if it's temporarily, it's still a loss of trust. It's a loss of confidence in their own reality. They may believe that all men and women are untrustworthy. Because, hey, I've been betrayed. Who can I trust at this point? I can't even trust myself to see the red flags. So who can I trust? Well, in this section, this is where you assure her that not everyone has acted the way that you've acted. Not everyone will in the future act the way that you chose to act. That not everyone is untrustworthy. That there are people in her life that she can trust and that she can rest upon and that you are going to work hard and make yourself accountable to 
regain that trust once again by living in accountability, by living in integrity, character, and impurity of heart, by choosing day in and day out to live honest and transparent before her so that you can pay restitution. In part four, this is where you're going to acknowledge image management. Now, most of the time, as the one who is the betrayer, you've probably spent a lot of time and a lot of energy protecting your addiction if it's to pornography or protecting the affair you've avoided at all cost being found out. Well, in this section, you're going to acknowledge how you've kind of spun the storyline, so to speak. How in front of family and friends and co-workers, you chose to distract, you chose to uh, be obscure, you chose to invalidate um, your partner's responses to your behavior. And um, maybe, for example, uh, did you even attempt to make uh, your spouse look like she was overreacting sometimes? Maybe being unreasonable in some way? Maybe you spun it in such a way that people looked at her and thought, huh, she's being a little dramatic. Did you do these things? Well, in this section, this is where you're going to focus on how you attempted to manage your image. In other words, you were seeking to protect your own image at all costs, even at the cost of throwing her under the bus to make you look good. You were seeking to protect your addiction or your affair. And you chose this at her own expense. This caused her to feel confused, crazy, or even worse. So now you're going to seek to pay restitution and let her know, I know that I made you feel confused. I know that I made you feel crazy. I know that I brought this upon you and I'm seeking to rectify that now moving forward. All right, part five. This is where you're going to validate her feelings and her boundaries. You know, this is where she's, you know, told you how she felt in that impact letter. She's probably given you some boundaries. <laughs> she has said, this is, this is what I need in my life to feel safe again. And so now that she's discovered your affair, disclosures, you know, been had and the impact letter's been written. Well, it's time for you to validate that. In section five, you're going to acknowledge how you're acting out, how your offending behaviors caused her to have these painful feelings, how it traumatized her. And you're going to take responsibility for that. You are going to actually respect and let her know that you're going to respect her boundaries moving forward. And in the future, you're going to let her know where you verbally, emotionally, or and or physically abused her, that this will be no more. You will take anger classes. You will work strongly with your therapist or your coach to change these wrong behaviors so that you can make it right. If this has happened in your relationship, you acknowledge that you understand her intense, painful feelings and that this abusive behavior that you once exhibited, that it's not okay and that you will seek to make it right in the future. Okay, part six, you're going to release your partner from blame. Anytime someone has been betrayed, they take on the blame for it. They blame themselves for 
the uh, inability to see the red flags. They blame themselves because maybe if I would have given him more sex, maybe if I would have been thinner, maybe if I didn't nag as much, uh, maybe if I would have emotionally connected with him better, maybe if I would have allowed him to go hunting more. Who knows, right? But we blame ourselves at the end of the day. Well, this is where you, the one who's the betrayer, you get to release her from the responsibility of your actions. This was your responsibility. And you need to, again, let her know that by taking on the blame upon herself, that is taking on undue responsibility. And that needs not be the case. In this section of the emotional restitution letter, you take 100% responsibility for the impact of your affair, of your pornography use, and you take responsibility of what it has impacted her, the family, and your and the children and friends and co-workers and whoever else that it impacted. You also acknowledge that you understand why she needed to create the boundaries that she created and that the impact of those boundaries are a direct result of your behavior. You also need to demonstrate a willingness to take responsibility for the consequences if the boundaries are not respected. And they may have an impact, negative impact on you, but you recognize you will accept the consequences should you not respect her boundaries moving forward. And that's just how it is, right? This is a part of restitution. All right, let's look at the last component here. Part seven, expressing gratitude and transparency. So in the final section of the restitution letter, you actually thank her for hearing your letter. You heard me right. You thank her and you acknowledge that it is probably extremely difficult for her to hear these things once again, to be reminded of the past events once again, of the betrayal, the affair, the pornography addiction, the pain, the trauma that it caused. You're acknowledging that she may also have questions about what she's heard, either right now or in the future, and that you are going to be willing to answer them. And you're ready to answer them at any time. You're not going to put her off. You're literally going to say, honey, let me answer your question. And you're not going to do it begrudgingly, but willingly. You're sincere. This is a vital component of trust rebuilding. This is going to help you regain the trust that you broke. This is, again, restoring the loss of trust in the relationship. You're also going to let her know that you're going to be available whenever she needs it to hear her speak. You're, you're wanting her to voice the way she feels. You're going to validate her feelings. You're going to encourage her to connect with you, to let you know how she's feeling. You're going to encourage her to reach out to her coach and to stay in recovery, to encourage her uh, when it comes to staying involved in her support group. You're also going to let her know that you are staying accountable, that you are going to be transparent. You've got a transparency plan in place. If you don't, then you need to get one in place and that you are going to live by it now and forevermore. Now, how do you close the letter? That is a very vital component. Hear me well on this one. You close the letter out by just signing your name. You don't need to ask for forgiveness, and by all means, do not. It's not the time and place. You're not going to say things like, and I hope you can forgive me. 
It's not the time and place. This is very direct. You are letting her know, this is what I'm doing for restitution. I am seeking to live a full, honest, transparent life with you moving forward. And this is how I'm seeking to repay what I've stolen from you. And a good tool to back that up, once again, is the full transparency plan. This is a tool I use with my clients. We work on this together uh, as a couple and we draw out the guidelines of living in honesty and transparency moving forward. And many couples I have worked with who have used this, it has absolutely saved their relationship. If you're in that boat right now and you're like, oh my gosh, that's what we need, then below in the show notes, click on that link for your free consult because I've got only three spaces left for the month of October. Get in and let's go ahead and talk about it and see if we can get you on the right path. Okay, let's land this baby today. As the one who is the betrayer, I know it can get very frustrating with the timing of recovery work. You know, you feel like you're saying I'm sorry all the time. And how many times do I have to say I'm sorry? Again, let me just say as many times as it takes, right? But you're also probably asking yourself, Lisa, is it even possible to restore what has been stolen, what was took, what was lost? I know as the betrayed, you're probably saying, can it even, can he even repay it? And as the one who actually stole these things, because you were the betrayer, you're probably saying, how can I do this? Well, let me first off say this. If you don't believe that you can work towards making this right, then why are you seeking to try to make it right? It's a question worth asking. It really is. Because if you don't believe in your heart that it's possible to restore your marriage, then you're operating from a wound that can't be healed. You're fighting a losing battle. Now, I believe it is possible. I'm living proof of it. And so are the hundreds of people that I've worked with. They're living proof that your marriage can be restored if you're both willing to do the hard work. So yes, I believe it can happen. And I also know that many don't do the things consistently that they need to do because they don't believe that it's even possible to have restoration, to have reconciliation. So they don't even want to begin because they believe that they're fighting a losing battle. They don't believe they can win. If that's you, once again, I want to tell you that's not true. All things are possible for him who believes. Christ Jesus makes it possible. And if you're constantly not believing, then you're constantly fighting a losing battle. But if you can believe that Jesus can resurrect from the dead, if you believe he can breathe life into dead bones, if you believe that the Holy Spirit of God resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave, then my friend, he can resurrect your marriage. So, I'm giving you this information today so that you can move forward into reconciliation. Restitution is possible, but you just have to do the hard work. If you need help with this, by all means, reach out. I know today's broadcast went long, but we're landing it now. But I think it was worth the information. Reach out to me. I'd love to help you in this process because I know what's possible on the other side. So beautiful. I hope that helped you today. I hope it helped both sides. I hope it helped you, the one who's been betrayed. And I hope it helped you, the one who was the betrayer. Until next time, God bless. Stay the course. 
and believe in miracles because it is possible. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.